Welcome to the Pen Garden, your weekly writing productivity podcast which will help you build a zen writing routine tailored to your lifestyle. I'm your host Lainey and you're listening to the final episode 5 of our fourth season Success and Failure. I hope this season, as always, will be useful to you. It looks at perceived success and failure through the prism of mental well-being and productivity. I can't wait to hear about what you take from it. So grab a drink if you can and relax. This time is for you. In episode 1 of this season, an author I surveyed about what success and failure is said it depended on the person's expectation about writing and highlighted the fact that even if people are happy with their own work, society or those in our social bubbles can bring our writer confidence down by forcing on us their often unrealistic and unreasonable expectations about what a writer should be. So in the final episode of this season, I want to deconstruct some of these interactions and hopefully inspire you to take pride in your writing and to have the confidence to stand up for yourself when you feel wronged in any way. As we discussed before, the meaning of success is different for everyone. Yet, there are many misconceptions about being a writer that are weaved into the fabric of our society and can make you feel inadequate if you don't meet them. Most of those are unrealistic or even undesirable by most writers, yet people who are not writers continue to peddle these ideas like they are the be-all and end-all for anyone who puts pen to paper more than they do. A few examples are I don't see your name in the bookstore, you must not be very popular. Or You have no agent, so your writing must be pretty bad. Or I don't see you rolling around in money, you must be struggling to find copywriting clients. I've personally heard some of those, and more, mainly from well-meaning friends and family wanting to set me on a right path to personal success. My favorite one of all is when I tell people I'm a writer and they ask me what I do for a real job. It used to annoy me because while my office job is in fact real, my writing doesn't feel any more ethereal to me. In both instances, I spend time and effort on something. But this is the way our society is. It places big value on monetary gain and while I believe writers do and must make money from their words, For many, money is a byproduct of their passion and not the inherent reason why they're writing. To put it simply, there's much easier jobs to pursue for money than writing. So, as you're faced with a person who diminishes your passion or your efforts, decide whether it's worth telling them the details of what you do and why and how they've misunderstood what is important about being a writer to you. And if you think they're a lost cause and there's no need to explain, Agree to disagree and don't dwell on their jabs at your lifestyle. This, however, doesn't mean you should dismiss every single criticism you receive about your writing life. No matter what stage of your writing career you're at, there will be like-minded people around you with something to say. Their opinions will sometimes be in contrast with yours and sometimes they might force you into an internal conflict between your head and your heart. For example, if you write a novel and submit it to an editor, who then comes back and says the novel has major issues and you have to go back to the drawing board? No one likes to hear that and it can be very easy to dismiss. But think about why you submitted to them. It probably wasn't just to receive praise. 
Think about where a person with vast experience is coming from. As opposed to the people from my first point, they do not only know what writing is like, they probably know more than you. So in cases like that, you have to really listen and consider. You need to strike the difficult balance between trusting yourself and trusting industry professionals of any kind to know what could be better for you and your career. Each decision like that will be different, but what I urge you to do is to always take the time to think about your next step. Never blindly trust someone to choose a path for you, but similarly, don't shut everyone out and miss an opportunity to grow because you're too rigid in your beliefs. Well-meaning people will try to steer you in a direction they feel is best for you. It's up to you to take stock of your personal situation and see if this aligns with where your writing career can flourish. On the topic of flourishing writers, last week I briefly talked about changes coming to the pen garden. I introduced a new offering which gives writers the opportunity to apply for free beta reading. It is still open for applications. So if you're about to finish a draft and you're looking for a better reader, go check out my website thepengarden.com for details and to access the application form. Applications close in a couple of days on the 15th of January. Now that we've talked about how you should decide on what success looks like for your writing life, next it's time to embrace your personal journey. This means coming to terms with the fact that things will happen the way things will happen. You can steer them in a direction you like, but you will never be able to replicate another writer's journey. Even if you follow their steps fully, the conditions you will be doing it in will be different. And most important of all, you are different, you are not them. You have your own unique strengths and limitations and that will shape how your career progresses. From right now, decide what you're seeking and how much you want to put yourself out there, in the world. Any writing shared in any shape or form can lead to negative feedback. So if you feel ready to tackle that, brace yourself and learn from any teachable opportunity. If not, that's fine too, write for yourself and people close to you. There is no rush to reach milestones despite what non-writers might say. You don't need to be a bestseller, a published author, or indeed known to anyone for writing to bring you joy and for you to take pride in your work. All creative journeys are different and there's no hurry to be first. Considering writing and storytelling are pretty much as old as time, no one can be first anymore. We are all on the road of creativity and I think there is something really inspiring and humbling in that. And while we are talking humbling things, There's nothing more humbling than returning often to the roots of why you do what you do. It's important to not let others put value on your work, your time and your practice as a whole. This is a task for you only. And I suggest you set yourself a time frame for when you're going to look back and see if there's anything that's changed in your beliefs, if you strayed from your creative morals or if there's any room for conscious improvement. I try to do this every six months And if I miss it because I've been disorganized, I do it at least once per year. Reflection is a beneficial tool in anyone's self-improvement toolbox. People tend to think a lot about what they did wrong when they reflect, but that's not all there is to it. A study in Reflection and Change argued that reflection is not entirely a tool for uncovering and rectifying deficiencies in performance or practice, 
but a process of discovery of strengths and successes and an opportunity to both celebrate those and to confirm and plan for continuation in the same path. So when you next reflect, don't forget to acknowledge what you did great and to think about how you can ensure continued success, whatever that means to you. And on that very positive note, I end the fourth season of The Pen Garden. I hope you feel more confident about what you're doing with your writing. The gist is basically this. If it makes you happy and you're not hurting anyone, you're doing great and you're a successful writer. So keep writing, keep learning and keep growing. I believe in you. Now that the pen garden has grown too and has expanded to offer better reading, it means that the schedule changes I hinted at last year are indeed happening. In brief, a season of the podcast will alternate with a round of better reading. So season 5 will come out in early April 2021. The reason why I believe this is a good idea is because I feel like I've imparted all of the writing wisdom I have collected so far. I don't want this to be a space where I just ramble aimlessly. I want to give people content that is useful, that is informed both by science and my own journey to inspire them to look into theirs and create a more mindful, productive writing practice. So while I collect more experience and interesting research on creativity, I will be helping authors grow by better reading their words. I hope you support my choice and remain with me throughout this adventure. A blog post which summarizes the ideas of this podcast is available on my website, thepengarden.com. I have cited all my sources there so you can go on and continue your own research on the topic. If you like this episode, please subscribe to the show. If you can, please leave a short review. It helps creators let more people know the podcast is enjoyable. Sign up to my newsletter for more or come chat with me on Facebook and Twitter. Next season comes out, as I said, in April, so make sure you have a way of being notified. This podcast was informed by the turbulent journey of writing and publishing my first book, The Lavender Phantom. It is now available for pre-sale at a special price for early birds. It is 25% off and if you pre-order now, you can join me in my pre-order giveaway and win some gift cards, books and tea. All details can be found on my website lanydelarock.com slash books. Thanks very much for listening everyone. Hope you have an awesome month and speak to you soon.